0: Hello and welcome to the Revive Church podcast. It is so good to have you join us today. At Revive Church, we want to help people find life and purpose through Jesus Christ. And we really hope this message helps you do that. Whether you are listening to this at gym, in the car, or maybe you're just at home, we hope this message inspires and encourages your walk with God. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to church, everybody. And um, so, Lara and I, we've got something really, we've got a, uh, like quite a significant announcement for us to make today. And... But what we're going to do is we're going to travel through uh, the announcement and we're going to travel through to take us through scripture and all that kind of thing. So um, hope that you guys will track with us. And for those of you who will be watching this later online, I hope you were at the marathon and you won. Amen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're just so privileged to be leading uh, this amazing church. We were actually um, talking in the, on the weekend and uh, just r- r- realizing that, Flip, you guys actually choose to be here which is amazing to us, you know, when you look at who we are, we're like, okay, well, you guys are extra special, because you're, you're, you're still here, praise Jesus, right, God is building His church, and we're so privileged to have such an amazing congregation, uh, we probably don't tell you enough, but even just through, um, through all COVID, and everything that has happened in the life of our church, that uh, yes, there was a um, there was an impact that COVID had. But you know what? The church is resilient. The church continues to grow. And because you can, we have three services across the day, you don't realize that there's just under 300 people that come on a Sunday. Um, there's probably about over four, 500 people in our church because we know that people come every third week. Not you, because you're the faithful, amen? You come every Sunday, amen, amen. That's good. But um, I want to take us through to a passage of Scripture in Numbers chapter uh, 9 verses 15 to 23, and Lara's going to just cut me off, and she's going to bring huge wisdom. You're going to say amen to me, and you're going to get all the wisdom from Lara. Um, And as we say, don't let let anybody say amen alone. If someone whispers an amen, um, then everybody dives into the amen, right? We don't let other people amen alone. If someone has a slow clap, we all slow clap, amen? (laughs) We're all a part of it together. That's what we're building, right? Amen. Amen. Yes, there we go. There we go. I can see this is going to be a quick message. Um, Numbers, Ch- Numbers chapter 9, <laughs> amen, 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 amen. amen just throughout the whole, even online, they're like, amen, amen, amen. Um, On the day the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant law was set up, the cloud covered it. From evening till morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night it looked like fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. The Lord commanded uh, the, at the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at His command they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in the camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord, the Lord's order, and did not set out. Sometimes a cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would encamp, and then at His command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning, and when it lifted in the morning, they set out, whether by day or by night. Whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in the camp and did not set out. But when when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they encamped. And at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with His command through Moses. Babe, do you mind just pray for us before we get into the message?
0: Dear Lord, thank You for this morning. Thank You that we can be in Your house and hear Your Word. I pray that You would bless our words and help us shine Your light. And may everyone's heart be open to what you have to say and lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
1: Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So what we're finding in this passage of Scripture is really the, the journey that the nation of Israel took when they were walking through the desert. It started when they left, e- when they left Egypt and crossed the, the sea on dry ground. And then the Lord began to lead the nation of Israel through a cloud by day and a cloud of fire by night it was the fact that God was with his people not only was he protecting them but he was in a, he was enabling them to journey through the uh, through the wilderness through the desert with his presence and the tabernacle was built it was a place of worship for God and so God inhabited the place of worship and he led the people as they were learning how to worship God and so they led him they led him through this cloud and so what happens through this, through the, nations of, uh, the nation of Israel's history is that whenever the cloud would lift off the tabernacle and start to move, the people of Israel would pack up all their things and they would begin to follow. Now, this is millions of people. This is not just, you know, bear grills running through the wilderness, right? This is <laughs> millions of people walking through the desert. And what's crazy to me is that whether it was a day, a week, a month, or a year, they would do it. Now, now, you might say like, well, why wouldn't they? Well, think about this for just a quick moment. They had to build the tabernacle whenever they stopped. The tabernacle was a massive tent. Now, I know you, you love camping, but how long does it take you to put up a tent? You're like your wife's getting you're getting hungry, you gotta set the bra, you gotta put the bra on, but now you gotta put up this complicated tent. You wanted to buy a pop-up tent, but you live in Cape Town, there's wind, pop-up tent's gonna blow away, and you've got this, you know, you wanted to go glamping, and so you've got this intricate thing that, that takes 20 minutes with instruction manual to unfold. Your wife is hungry, your kids are running wild, and you and this is the reality. Now they had a huge tent with rooms and altars and uh, the inner sanctuary that they had to assemble, and, and they, they had to build God's tent. Then they had to build their own tents, and this was for millions of people. Then they would have to organize the schooling and the farming and, the, and all that, like, carry like, things with them. So there was a huge operation going. Can you imagine as they stopped, to go, oh, yes, rest. I don't have to carry all that I have anymore. And then God's like, cool, yeah, but we're going again. But God, you like, why did we stop? <laughs> why don't we just keep going? Yeah. And sometimes it would be for a week, sometimes for a month. Can you imagine when they stopped for a year, and they got comfortable and they knew, hey, listen, that's the rock where we go do things, and and remember that we're building memories, Instagram selfies at like <laughs> at like Sinai, and uh, um, and you know the the kids just got settled in in their new school, you know, in the. In, in, I don't, I, I'm not really good at desert <laughs> locations, but at the well, you know, um, and, and they, got so, they got so comfortable, and finally, whew, finally, we get to just rest for a while, and then God starts moving again, you're like, but, but God, we were just getting comfortable, <laughs> we just got settled where we are, why, why are you you're moving, you're moving again, and what would happen is they'd have to tear down the whole campsite for the whole community, pack up, and get going again. And they never decided where they were going. They were always following where God was already moving. And they would only move when God would move. Because of that, because of that, the cloud was always in their sight. The cloud was God's tangible presence among His people. And because of that, they were always in His presence, they always experienced His provision. I don't know if you remember the story of the nation of Israel traveling, but they, they got fed every morning with breakfast. It was called manna. It was like these flakes that could break breads and stuff out of it. And there was only enough for that day, provision enough for that day. But because they were in His presence, God provided for the people. They don't always like how He provided. Like sometimes they were like, God, we want meat. How can we have this, this, this food? I'm so bored of the bread of heaven have you ever thought god i'm so bored with my devotional yeah but it's the bread of heaven that's just a that's just a free i'm just so in that for you this morning for free okay and 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 um this provision wasn't always what they wanted and when they cried out then god gave them meat but so much meat that they got sick of the meat because because of their complaining and and much but god provided because they were following the cloud, they were following Him. And so it's not our job as we look in the scripture to decide where we're going, it's our job to follow God where He's going. We follow the cloud. And now please don't think that we're following an actual cloud, okay? know that in the New Testament, that's symbolic of God's presence, that we follow the Holy Spirit for our lives. We follow God's leading, and we want to see where He's going, and so we respond to God. We never initiate with God. We always respond, and so we don't say, God, would you bless what I'm doing? Rather, God, could could I do what you're blessing? I want to follow the cloud, and it's His job to lead us in His kindness, and it's our job to follow. What I love about God is that he always leads us in kindness. He knows the seasons that we go through. If you read through Psalm 23, first he takes him through quiet places and he He restores his soul. He does the shepherd. He, He gives him a moment to rest. All of that is before he walks through the shadow of the valley of death. He leads us in kindness, not to hurt us, but he knows where the best places are for us. And so what, what they were doing is they were actively seeking, they were working, they were doing their job, they were building community, they were living life, they were going about things, but they were always keeping their eye on what the cloud was doing. And so it's the same for us. We actively pursue what God is doing. We build life, we build his kingdom, we serve our family, we serve our community, we get about the business of doing life. But we must always be responsive to and acknowledging and looking out for what the Lord is doing. Because if we keep too busy, sometimes we don't realize that God has moved on. And then we go, how did we get here? No, it's because we got so distracted by the busyness of life. But what we also can't do is just sit in life and look to the cloud. Okay, he's going to move. He's going to move. He's going to move. And you starve to death because your eyes are on the cloud. You're not busy building. And so it's both. It's never either or. Is there any words of wisdom, baby, you'd like to just drop there? No? Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. And so we see this this principle at work, even in the Scriptures in the New Testament, where I, I, I won't I won't read it to us but in Acts chapter 16 verse 6 to 10 Paul and his friends they're planting churches throughout the new world the known world and it says that they went to go preach the gospel in Asia but the spirit of Jesus would not let them they went to go preach in the region of My- My- Mysia and the spirit of God would not let them enter And so then they continued to another place. And in that place, the Holy Spirit gave them a dream to Paul saying, come over to Macedonia, we're begging you to come. And then it says right at the end of that, so we concluded that the Holy Spirit was leading us to go preach the gospel in Macedonia. And it was a huge revival. And so the point is that we've always got to be actively seeking God, Actively building, but we always follow where He's leading. Amen? Because He is the one who opens the door of opportunity. And sometimes it means that where we are currently is no longer suitable and we need to move again. And so, how does this apply for us as individuals? Firstly, I've got a few points here. Firstly, we must always be staying close to the Lord relationally, keep seeking Him, otherwise, we won't recognize when he has moved. I implore you, this is the most important thing that you can ever do in your life, is to stay close to God relationally. Jesus did not die to come and give us a religion where we have to behave in order that we belong to him. No, we belong to him and so we wanna follow him and we wanna behave in a way that he approves of and that he loves. But the point is that he came to give us a relationship relationship means intimacy relationship means i don't just say i love you the day i married you but i say i love you every morning when i see you even when the years have been kind to you she says to him you know when i married you you were so fit and sporty like Swin, what happened life but we stay engaged with God. That is the best thing you and I can do in life. Because then when He moves, He leads us on to green pastures. We may travel through a valley of the shadow of death, but you know what's on the other side of the valley when He leads us? A table of victory. Psalm 23, go ahead and read it. The second thing that ha- that, that's for us as individuals is that when we know when God is moving and speaking to us through a process. Often you're like, "Swen, how does God speak to? How did God speak to the the the, the believers in the, in the New Testament? How does God speak to you? Well, I wanted to let you know, God speaks to. He stands in front of me and we have a conversation. That would be amazing. It eh? was like, is that real? Like, is that? Real? <laughs> he will, I will one day, and that's when I go to heaven. But how does God speak to? How does God speak to us? Well, He speaks to us through His Word. That is a revelation from, the, from God. Jesus is the word of God. So everything in scripture is God breathed. It's there because it's a timeless truth because he never changes. And so when he speaks through his word, that's how he directs us. But he's also given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to lead us into all truth. So he leads us through promptings. When we get a sense, a feeling about something, that's another way that he leads us. For some people, he leads us in dreams. Maybe through a prophetic word. Sometimes he leads us by putting out a fleece. I've got two options, God. What should I do? And then he reveals which option to do. Um, often it's he he gives us direction through prayer and fasting. Yes, I said fasting, not feasting. Prayer and fasting, so we can dial down the noise of the of the world and we can amplify our heart's ears to him. We also speak to. Um, wise counsel to leaders in our life hey this is what I'm thinking that God is saying if you ever tell your leader hey God told me that I need to go do xyz you've what you've done is you've just stopped any counsel any wisdom because no leader is going to say is that really God are they going to disagree with God you haven't given them the option I say, this is what I'm feeling, for. My, this is what I'm sensing, this is what I think God is saying to us, what do you think? And their voice will either approve or their voice will guide you in a way and say, maybe that's something for another time and another season. That's how God leads us, through process, through, dif- through His voice. It's not an emotional thing. One day I feel something and I move. Now, do that with little things, but don't do that with big things, okay? Okay. Um, Another question we have to ask ourselves is, has the grace lifted? If we're in a healthy relationship with God, what do I mean by that? You spend time with Him in His Word, you're praying, you're in community with other believers, but you feel like you're just striving and working and grinding, there's no joy. It's almost like the grace for something has lifted off you. That's where God might be saying, hey, it's time that you move into something new. But what God doesn't do He never transgresses His word when He leads you somewhere. What do I mean by that? I swear, the grace has lifted off my marriage. I no longer love my wife or my husband. And I feel like God is telling me to find a new one. No. (laughs) Why? Because when you got married, you entered into an eternal covenant with God. You're not just married to your spouse, but you're in a covenant with God and your spouse. And so if God changed His mind, He would have done it before you signed. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> and so we, so we don't say, oh, the grace of God is lifted off. No, no, no. If God led you into, if there's a, co- if there's a covenant, if, if, it's, uh, if it's in His word, then it's a yes. But if it's not in His word or it's very much against His word, then it's a clear no. You don't even have to think further. Yeah. Don't have to entertain it. But in different seasons, the grace will lift and come on you for different things. And so that's why in Acts they said we concluded that this is how God is leading us. We actually have to get to it mentally as well. And so, um, babe, you, you take over from here because I'm, I'm, I'm talking too much.
0: So now we want to go through a story, the story of our church. And it all started when our senior pastor Graham had a vision of orange chairs And he felt he needed to plant another church location, and he went to Alcana, and there were orange chairs. And he knew that that was the place for the church at that time. And it was a beautiful venue, um, and we really grew there, we thrived there, our kids enjoyed themselves there, but our teams became tired of setting up and setting down, and our relationship with Alcana became strained because they were very strict over what we did with the facilities and they had lots of theatrical productions. We couldn't always use the auditorium. They would tell us at the last minute, the auditorium is booked. Um, And so it just became more and more difficult to be there. So Swen started looking at venues and everywhere he went, they said, no, no, no. He became so frustrated, but then Sandown Square were the first people to say yes to us. And we took a huge leap of faith. There was so much favor on us. The landlords paid a large proportion of our fitting costs, and we moved in here at the end of 2019. And it was it was a haven for us.
1: Absolutely. And, and to give some context, the school was amazing. And there's another church in there now. And it's, we just really blessed them. And, um, you know, there was a season where we were on short notice being told, okay, this Sunday you can't have church. Uh, figure out a plan. And so we would go to the sports building next door. Some of you might remember that, you know, a building that can seat like 50,000 people. And there was like our church of 200 or whatever. And that was, that was a blessing. Um, and then um, we even had church in their cafe. We had church in their music room. We even had church at, Ryan would be, known, he, he was there when we had church in, it was a Westport Square in West Beach. That was, <laughs> Jesus take us home. Um, but you know what? For us to be in Alcona was a real blessing. We actually, we actually outgrew the venue because we couldn't get more spaces for kids. And so that's why we were looking because it felt like that season had come to an end for us. The grace was lifted off there. And it was something we've been looking at for a while uh, because we always believe that God's got a place of permanence for us in our future. And so, yeah, we went through a, a huge process of prayer, of fasting, of God, we need you to lead. We can't we can't open doors. We're trusting you to lead. And he did. And honestly, the 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 they had multiple churches asked to be in this venue and they said no to I think it was about four churches at the time. And then they said yes to us. And when we did move, our our miraculous our church did not grow. But our income grew hugely for us to even be here. This was only supposed to be an office, but it turned into a place for our church to be um, every single week, every week and every day. And that was an incredible hand of God's provision. And um, yeah.
0: And then we all know what happened in 2020. COVID hit, and we could see God's grace on us because the schools closed to visitors. So churches really struggled. we were in schools, but we had this venue, and and Sven had had it on his heart to stream our services. So we were set up for that before COVID hit. We were ready to go, and we could we could we were so flexible in the space. We could turn sections of it into recording studios. We could do podcasts. We could do kids' church. I remember. Uh, Sarah rigged up a green light and so she had a green screen and she was doing all sorts of things for kids church Church in
1: space at one stage church
0: in space it was it was amazing what we could do in this venue we changed rooms up and down with with sound treatments and it was very flexible and and a real real blessing to us
1: Absolutely. And we what we found is that we had great growth in the before COVID. Like there was a serious momentum. Then COVID, like from one week to the next week, you guys remember it. But it was just everything changed and it was a short notice thing. And we just we lent in with what we had and God provided. Was it always spectacular? No. There was so, there were Sundays where we would be preaching and the and the stream would just cut out. And I, I think sometimes they didn't tell us because they didn't want to discourage us. And then, you know, but like that's just how it how it went, right? But I mean, God's provision, His rest. There was also subtraction in that season that every church has gone through, but it's actually been seriously healthy for us as a body. And so, um, we. What's happening now, babe?
0: So what happened now in 2022 um, is that we found a lot of our expenses were going up. There was load shedding. Um, we we needed um, to approach our landlords for a reduction in our rent. And they had reduced our rent during COVID without any strings attached. The the favor was on us and they were so helpful. But this time they were not, they were friendly, but they were not as helpful. And they said, if you put um, two of your units up for sale, we will reduce your rent. So that was very difficult for us. What would we do without those units? And, w- you know, it's, we had savings, um, and the savings lasted us for many, many months. We did have a margin, but that margin got used up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning of the year, our income dropped, and then it spiked to highs, and then it dropped to a new normal, and I did speak to the church just before our relaunch, which has been amazing. That look, things are going to have to change if things don't change, and we've been praying and praying and praying, asking God, Lord, would you provide for us? Would you provide financially? Or would you provide a venue for us? And so God's actually opened up a door, a new venue for us to have church because we're our income will not sustain us. Uh, in the future to be in this building. Now we love it here. We're so grateful to God. Yes. So <laughs> listen, this is this is every day.
0: So but more importantly <laughs> our our lease ends at the end of November and then we'll have to sign a new lease with price increases. And then we have to go into twenty twenty three Having to choose between rent or salaries. And we will not sacrifice our staff for a building.
1: Absolutely. I've always said this to, to our people and to you guys that... Um, A building is not the church. The people is the church. The building must serve what God is doing in the church. The church doesn't serve the building. And so that's why we're saying, hey, the health of the church, longevity in the church, the people in the church matter to us more than the the four walls around the church. The church is a gathering point. And so what we're doing is we're finding a new gathering point. And it is difficult. When we left Elkanah to come here, it was so hard because people were like, but there's a garden and, and, and there's like... There's, like, comfort, and, and it's so close to where I stay, and, and, and why are we going so far away? I mean, it's, like, one kilometer, but it's, like, so, f- it's so far, <laughs> like, I'm going to have to, like, leave the house 10 minutes early. I'm joking, but I get it, because change is hard, is it yeah. not? Change is hard, because the reality is whenever something changes, you lose something. There is a grieving process. My son and my wife are grieving the loss of my bun. They no like they are. It's like it's not even a joke. They're like like Sam was like, Dad, I, I prefer your man bun. I'm like I love you, my boy. I will be a constant stretch for you. I change my hairstyle every all oh, too regularly. Anyway, I'm beside the point. <laughs> and so what we prayed is God and fasted and spoke to our leaders and we've been praying for months and said, God
0: Yes, and we've spoken to you. <laughs> we've we've asked you to to join us in investing in this church and you have we've seen the number of transactions yes. go up we don't know who who tithes but we've seen the transactions go up we know that you're invested with us yeah. but we don't want to compel you to put more funds into a building and we have been fasting with our staff team we've approached our board these are our, our this is our wise counsel you know who's spoken into the situation we haven't um, made this decision likely.
1: Absolutely. And what we're finding now, even through this, these last few months, is that the grace has actually lifted off us being here. Um, because if God wanted to provide for us to stay here, He would have. Mm. Mm. So we don't, we don't ever believe that we need to flog people to give. It's been a difficult year financially for a lot of people. We still encourage you to exercise your faith and give, right? To respond to God and worship through giving. But we don't flog people it's not a burden we want to put we always want to go where the grace is amen and so what's happened is when we started looking and that was about two months ago we looked in a lot of places and we looked for permanent venues as well as um, as as semi-permanent venues and the reality is um, when we reached out to the school they were Yes, come, this is God's building, do whatever you want, use whatever you want, you want the field, use the field, you want the playground, use the playground, it's, all, it's open to you, and that's, that was just, wow, God, you've made a way, you've opened the door, pay whatever rent you want, okay, amen, <laughs> rent, what's rent, so, so, so we want to be generous with that, yes,
0: so I think it's amazing because as a church, we have been sowing into our community. We had Roxy Dads sewing into Sunningdale yes. Primary all those years ago, forming relationships with the school. Then we had Sarah and Dumi going into the school. We had salt there for a season. And, you know, God has opened this favor with Sunningdale Primary. That we couldn't even believe was possible, and they had another school approached them, and and she church. didn't. Uh, sorry, another church approached them, and the feeling wasn't so great, so that kind of faded away, and now the opportunity is there for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's how we just go. Wow, the the attitude is so so amazing, and um, <laughs> where was I? <laughs> <laughs> and so what we're believing is God is leading us to this venue, Sunningdale Primary School. Um, and I'll give some other reasons why. Now, I, we recognize that it's, 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 it's difficult. So for some of you, this is the only place you've ever known for our church. And you're like, yeah, but we like the cafe, and we like, the, we like being outside in the sunshine. We like being so close. It feels so intimate in here. You know, people can, can you know, I can worship, and nobody sees me because it's so dark in here. And, and like, we <laughs> recognize that. That's amazing, right? Um, and we enjoy it, and we know that there's been open for midweek things like um, certain life groups and courses. And so what we don't have is all the answers, but we know that when God is leading us, with our team, we will always find solutions to every obstacle that comes. And so what we're moving into, though, is also exciting. We've loved it here. It's been a good season for us, but God has moved, and He's moving us. And I believe that God only moves us when He wants to move in through the, what's happening in the church. So we see the last three years, like when we moved into this building, the rent was absorbit, like exorbitantly high, but we had so much peace around it. We had so many words around it. We had confidence in God, and God proved that to be true. And so being here has not been a mistake. It's been the provision of heaven to be here. But now God is providing in a new way, and that is through an open door somewhere else. So what are we walking into? We're walking into a larger venue where we can seat up to 600 people, more than that, but 600 people in a single service. And so we're going to be starting with one service where our church can come together in the morning and worship God. That means a lot, and I know what immediately happens is as soon as I say some of these things, a thousand questions are gonna come to your mind, and that's good, I, I hope, and feel free to ask them. Lara and I will be available after the service if you wanna chat through anything, or you can email me, it might come up on screen. You can email me your questions, and if you ge- if you're patient enough to wait for the reply, I will reply to every <laughs> single one of you, even if it's just an emoji. My classic response? My classic response is smiley face, thumbs up, okay? So, um, but I will respond to all of them, okay? So we don't wanna lead with any confusion because in confusion, the enemy sowed seeds of doubt. We wanna lead with clarity and say, we don't have all the answers, but we will get them, okay? So we're walking into a larger venue. There's huge openness in the school. But with that, for those of you, my child goes to Sunningdale Primary, and when you drive to to the school in the morning, you realize They have a serious parking problem. Mm -hmm. Swen, what are we going to do with parking? Well, like I said, there's been so much favor. We're even allowed to park on the rugby fields. Okay, so everyone in our church, plus growth, will be able to park on the property. You don't even understand what kind of a miracle that is. We will have to be very careful. Please, no wheels spinning on the grass. (laughs)
0: Because
1: then you're walking, amen? But there's enough space for us. There is huge space for kids' venues, there is a um, huge space for connection areas, and there is a massive playground that they've opened up for us. Jungle gyms, slides, swings. Please don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Allow your kids to play. But what I'm saying is where we're going to is great in a different way. And so we're excited for that, and we're looking forward to, to, to that. And our relationship within the ministry with the school has been so strong. And so we're grateful to God for opening up those doors. Is there anything you want to say before we close? Okay. No. Um, and so again, I end with this, that the building always serves the purposes of God. It serves people. And when it no longer serves, it's time to move. So I want to ask you to come with us. God is advancing us in this way. If you didn't like Revive Church, you would have. you had a perfect off-ramp time you know, when when things change, you've always got a decision. And a lot of people say, well, our season is up. And I'm not going to dispute that or fight that. But I believe if you stayed through the relaunch, it means that this place is your home. And when you move home, it's stressful and it's tense. But where you go to is always exciting. And so when are we moving? We're moving on the first Sunday of December. And that's very short turnaround because that's when our lease ends. And so we're excited for when we're going to have a great big Christmas production play with all of our kids from Kids Church on the 11th of December. So man, we're going to walk into December with lots of celebration. And i ask our church to be there, to support during that time. Yes, we're going to lose some things we like, but we're going to gain so much more in the process. And in the future, we're going to move again. Do you know that? <laughs> like that sweet, please. Too much moving now. Well, you take that prayer to God. I mean, it, like, like when God moves, we're just gonna respond. we gonna say, well, guys, the, the cloud has moved. And hopefully the next time we move, it's because God has opened for us a piece of land that we can put a building on. That's our dream, like that's what we would want to go. But now is a season for church growth in all different ways. And we wanna be a part of that and see what God is gonna do. Because God doesn't bless what we're doing we do what God is blessing. And that's true for us as a church, but it's true for your life as well. And I encourage you guys to see the parallel that we've been talking on, both as a church body and for our individual lives. I hope this has been helpful to you and informative, but helpful. Amen. Will you guys come with us? Awesome. We'll close in prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your incredible grace, God. God, I thank you for our incredible community. We we'll love each person, Father, and we know that we're gonna still get to know more and more people. Father, we thank you even for the seven new members that joined our church in this last week. Father, thank you for what you're building. And God, we always wanna be on board with what you're doing. So Father, I know that some of us are, are, are you know, in the 2% that love change, And we know that many of us are in the 80% who struggle with change. But Father, what I pray is that by your grace, you will lift us, you'll carry us, and you will give us strength when we feel weak. We thank you, Father, that you are our provider. And we confident God in how you're providing for us in this new season of our church. And so God, we give you glory, we give you praise. And Father, I thank you that what we're going to is always more exciting than where we've been. So we lift us up in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you church. I give over to full